Ayo! Welcome to season two of the Arts Podcast. For artists. For artists. By artists. By artists. So artists can talk about anything that we want and desire. I'm your host. I'm your what? I'm your host, Eric Curry. Getting bigger and better this season, ladies and gentlemen. Stay tuned for the show. Two, one. Ayo! Welcome back to another episode of the Arts Block Podcast. I'm your host, Eric Curry III, and today... I, this was a highly requested podcast, ladies and, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. I kept getting DMs, kept getting text messages. Oh, have Charlie on the podcast. Oh, have Charlie on the podcast. Well, it's y'all lucky day. Today, we have the wonderful singer, songwriter, the beautiful, amazing performer. We have Miss Charlie Donnie on the podcast. Everybody give it up. Give it up. Please give it up. This is going to be a longer round of applause this episode. This is a big deal. This is a big deal. Wow. How well, first of all, before we get into the to the interview, how are you doing? How are you today? I'm great. I'm great today. It was that's that's amazing. I'm glad that you are having a great day. This is a (laughs) oh, this is a big deal. I I don't think people understand how big of a fan that I am. Um, I I am. I when when I started going to Duke, right. I heard a lot about, oh, Charlie, Charlie, Charlie. I was like, who is Charlie? Why is everybody talking about her? Like, everywhere I walk, I hear Charlie. And I'm like, who is she? Then I saw you perform at lunch. And I was like, oh, Mm -hmm. that's Charlie. Oh, nah, she's dope. (laughs) You were dope. Um, So how, where did it all start for you? Where did the the singing journey and, and career start for you? So... I pretty much started in church and like in my school choir singing there and I was never like a solo type of girl like I just wanted to be in the choir in the background and my mom did so I think I probably did my first solo when I was probably like six or seven and it was in school like for a school play or something like that and so that's what got me into singing more and then in sixth grade I started um taking classical um, lessons, so training vocally with a private teacher in Bowie, and then I went to Duke, (laughs) so here we are, and so I started recording my sophomore year, like towards the end of my sophomore year was when I first, was when I recorded for the first time, and that was Power, and that was my first single that I put out in May of 2019, and so now we're here. That's dope. And I got a and I got a quick question. We just it's like one of them just jump straight into a question. Uh-huh. Now all your love songs, who hurt you? Who hurt you? Who hurt you? Nah, this is a real question. Nah, this is real. You laughing? I'm being so serious. Who hurt? Wait, you? Wait, 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 wait. I can't get into the details of everything because that would be messy, and I'm not trying to be messy. <laughs> <laughs> but. I will say like writing love songs and stuff while being in high school and also dealing with it at the same time is very challenging because it's like I'm literally like putting my life on blast so if you know me you know the specifics and the people but even if you don't know me like you're like oh my god this girl is really going through it like who is putting this girl through it so because I was listening to Do You Remember the Good Days, which is probably my favorite song. Off of oh, wow. Album. A lot of people don't know about that song. Probably my favorite song. Oh, my God. 
and I was listening. I was like, who hurt her? Oh, I'm sorry. I just wanted to give you a hug. Thank you very much. I wanted to give you a hug. But um, no, like, but all seriousness though, you seen when listening um to a poem about a butterfly and then listening back to it, because I know I was I had to do this interview with you. Um you were very mature making that album. It sounded it sounded very mature. It didn't sound like it came from a from a high schooler. So right. So take me through the mindset of just that recording process and the process of writing and all of it. So a poem about a butterfly was definitely about, and that's another reason why I named it a poem about a butterfly, because it was really like a journey for me Mm -hmm. and me kind of transforming and learning different things about love, friendship, et cetera, Mm -hmm. and kind of navigating throughout the world and trying to figure myself out. So each song is literally telling a real story about something that I went through during sophomore year or not even junior year, really just sophomore year in that summer and kind of dealing with different things like depression and anxiety and kind of fitting that into my music because at that point and still now, music was really my outlet so that was the only that was like my form of journaling like you know how people say oh meditate journal da, 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 da. that was songwriting for me so literally like I like to say that poem about a butterfly is really just my diary my sophomore year diary and it was I had to be very vulnerable in writing it because like I said it's really my life story and it wasn't like they were stories from years ago. It was stuff that I was living through. So, um, yeah, I was very scared to share that one because it was very personal. Why? It was very personal. I didn't want everybody in my business. <laughs> but I feel like that's the best type of art, though. That's the best type of music, the one that we, like, really get to know who you are. Mm-hmm. And I- and listening to, like, it, like, in whole, right, that, the way you put the tracks, like, that track list, it definitely told a whole story from the intro all the way to power and it kind of like all the way to the outro and it was like yo like we she really took us on a musical journey which is really dope and (laughs) you're just you're just so dope and (laughs) and um then how you all right so i i tell people this all the time it sounded like you matured from a poem about a butterfly to 17. Most definitely. So you you're, can hear it. You're, it changed. Yeah. It changed. So tell me how you, what that maturing was like, how you like, you turn into like a grown woman. Yeah, grown woman. <laughs> <laughs> so 17 was really, cause that that's junior year Charlie, right? So 17 was me, um, as my friends like to say, I'm stepping into my junior, you know, whatever. So my experience was very different from sophomore year Charlie. So I had learned more. So I understood a little bit more. And I was also starting to get a more um, spiritual. So I had a different outlook and um, view of things in the world. So that's why my writing changed. But you can also hear a change in the music because I felt like, a poem about a butterfly, while I still love it, I feel like I wasn't being as true to myself as I could have been because I was still trying to cater to yeah. a certain audience versus making music that I like mm-hmm. and then putting it out for other people to enjoy. Cause it's a very, very clear difference with that. Yeah. Um, so I would definitely, I would say that I got more comfortable with myself and my artistry 
and being more raw in my writing because you know a poem by the butterfly wasn't explicit at all but 17 i was like y'all not gonna y'all not gonna keep me in no box like i'm gonna say what i gotta say and i'm gonna say it as blunt as i got to to get my point across Mm -hmm. um so yeah also i was performing more so i was getting more comfortable with the performing aspect, which I feel like I brought that to my music as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's another thing, I'm just trying to think of it. But it's okay because I'm not having a brain fart, so we just gonna move on. <laughs> Fine. But like, you, it's funny that you're talking about performing because I did watch your virtual uh, performance with you. And was was that your band or was that they just gave you that band? Is that? So that was a band that I had worked with before when I did some, like, a couple other gigs. So it's not my band, but if I need a band, like, I have people that I can contact. Do you like performing with a band, though? Oh, it's way better. Oh, yes! Way better. It is. It's just more full. Like, Mm -hmm. it's just... Yeah, the atmosphere is different. Like, as an artist, you have more creative freedom to do things that you want to do versus mm-hmm. being constricted to the to attract it's just mm-hmm. not a whole bunch of leeway with that yes how what's the how does it feel right um 2020 was a crazy year and it was, was a lot of adjustments that had to be made so how was it uh how was the feeling of you adjusting from okay these live performances where i'm filling the crowd and the audience and i'm they i'm singing they singing back and it's a whole bunch of energy to well you know it's me a camera my band yeah it was very 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 hard Mm -hmm. especially in the beginning because in like april i had like a few gigs booked up and like i was gonna be traveling and doing all this fun stuff Mm -hmm. and then it just got canceled so i'm just like dang (laughs) like um but everything happens for a reason um so going from performing for like actual people live people to in front of a camera it's very challenging but I mean it has its pros and it has its cons because I get very nervous and I shake and I sweat in front of live crowds and stuff like that yeah, I'm not. I kind of have stage fright, and I try to cover it up, but I do have a little Whoa. bit. Oh, and so I guess it's that comfortability. Being, I'm a little more comfortable in front of the camera just because mm-hmm. it's not an entire crowd of people sitting right in front of me. Um, and also with those things, you get to take again. If you didn't like it, mm-hmm. I'm gonna do it again. Versus the show is done. What happened happened. It's no going back. Yeah. Um, I would say my challenge is looking dead at a camera and trying to keep almost character in mm-hmm. a way because Charlie Donnie is a little different from, you know, Charlie. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm very much, like, introverted. I stay to myself. Like, I have a very small circle of friends versus Charlie Donnie has to be this, like, outgoing person and a performer. So mm-hmm. it's kind of hard to stay in performance mode when it's just a camera and a bunch of lights you know kind of beaming on me how does that how does that feel kind of having like an alter ego in a way like like being like charlie then you have to be like hannah montana strange and sometimes it is it's just hard to for it to click sometimes Mm -hmm. for me and i'm i don't i'm not at a point where i know how to integrate the two really um 
so that's a challenge but it's very ch challenging in itself so do have you ever or have you gotten to the point yet where you it's hard to decipher which one you want to be at which time like okay this is i have to be performance charlie here and now i have to be all right now i'm regular charlie but usually i only feel like i have to channel charlie donnie when i'm in performance mode or mm -hmm. networking and i have to be very talkative and be able to articulate myself etc like kind of now i'm trying to you know channel her a little bit because that's another thing like i'm not really a good talker mm -hmm. um, this is a more chill environment so i'm doing pretty well but i just had an interview like a few days ago and i was so nervous and i was like like overthinking the way that i was talking what i was saying the words that i was using does that even make sense like, <laughs> Definition of that word you've never used it before stuff like that so it's um i know you know mm -hmm. certain environments where i can be a little more charlie and a little less mm -hmm. yeah yeah but that's dope though and i want to go back to the music so so mm -hmm. 17 right my personal favorite uh project of yours it just you just felt so free yes music and i want to talk to you about like the the difference the contrast between your your mindset in between a poem about a butterfly and in 17 i know you touched on it a little bit but i want to get go deeper into it because yeah. in a poem about a butterfly it seemed more like okay yeah, i'm gonna write about this love and it didn't sound like you were in a in a box creative, creative, creatively, oh, Jesus Christ. But, but in 17, it definitely sounded more musically uh, advanced. Like, mm -hmm. it sounded like you were going into a step of like, okay, something has to change. And also right. I noticed about you that every time you drop a project, or a song or something, something about your aesthetic changes. Yeah. So it could be your hair, it could be your clothes, something about your aesthetic changes when you drop something. Yeah. So let me, what, what is it about that? So for that, I think it's more me trying to show that I'm not just this type of artist or this type of artist, but there are a lot of things that I can do. Like literally I'm classically trained. If you wanted me to sit up here and sing opera for you, that's something that I can do. Mm -hmm. so it's not just me also like, I can branch out, even if I wanted to, I could branch out to alternative or pop, et cetera. Like it's a lot of things that I can do. So I don't want to limit myself. And so I feel like I'm trying to ease in and, you know, trickle in different genres and sounds and looks so that people don't get used to seeing a certain Charlie because that's the last thing that I want. Got you. And then to go to your 17 verse of Home About a Butterfly mm -hmm. question. Um, a couple things. So one thing I would say is that a poem about a butterfly, I was very, my mindset, I feel like I was very complacent. So it was just like, whatever happened to me, it's just like, this is just something that's happening to me. I got to deal with it, take it as it is, whatever. Um, but for 17, I did a lot of fighting back, especially junior year. Like I was always pushing, like even at school, I was always pushing administration. I was pushing my teachers because if I didn't like something, I was going to let you know and I was going to try to figure out a way to change it. That's just how I was. As you should. Um, <laughs> as I should. As you should. Um, 
so I feel like that also comes across in the music because I was also I had to fight a lot for Seventeen. Whoa! With my, my parents because it was just like, where did this come from? Oh. Why are you saying these words? Da, 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 da. You can't release that. You have to, you can only release the clean version. And I was like, if I can't release it the way that it is, then it's not going out. I just won't release the album. So I was very kind of combative and like I you know and that might just also go to the fact that I'm a Taurus I'm very stubborn mm-hmm. so once I get stuck in something and that's how I want it to be then that's how it's going to be yeah. and that's how a lot of 17 um was and also with 17 a lot some of that music wasn't necessarily um recent to the point where I wrote it closer to the release date, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like, no, it does. It was literally written the year prior, but it ended up taking on different meanings because I experienced other things. Um, and so the second thing would be, I learned more about musicality and music theory. So I was able to, and also being around Jaden, that's another mm-hmm. thing. Drew, yes, sorry. Also Drew. being around Drew a lot, like, I learned how to make these intricate background vocals to kind of make the sound fuller. Mm -hmm. And you can definitely hear that difference between a poem about a butterfly and um, Mm -hmm. 17. The background vocals have were definitely, you know, notched because I didn't really like that dead space anymore. Like I always feel like there's more I can do to make this a little more intricate. Everybody might not be able to catch on to it or hear everything, but I know that there's somebody that will and they're gonna be like, oh, that was that was crazy. She's crazy. Yeah. So those are the two things that I think really changed. And you can even tell, right, when you go to like to like your live performance and you when we hear the the 17 songs versus the poem about butterfly songs and we listen to those and we listen and just listening to like the music alone including the background vocals it's just something that that's just like ah so relaxing so i don't know i'm just like i just love live performance yeah yeah i just i just love it um but 2020 crazy insane year a lot has happened in 2020 jesus christ in 2020 um but even though right a lot has happened you still managed to put out was it three singles and a whole project yeah i did do a lot in 2020 you you just say you know what i know we in a whole pandemic but i'm gonna keep creating though what You weren't in like no writer's block, no nothing. I was, I was, but I had a lot of music stored to kind of pull from. Mm. So like when, once quarantine started, I was making music, making music, making music every single day because we had that like two week break or whatever. So it was just like, oh my God, I've never had this much time to myself, especially being a Duke student. Mm. I've never had this much time to just create what I wanted to create and not have to worry about vocal tech, slicing it, music theory, all the other stuff. Mm-hmm. So I was creating every single day. So I kind of, in a sense, created a catalog for myself to pull from for whenever I needed music. So I think after I put out 17, that's when the writer's block started. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think also it might be because I, <laughs> real stuff, I tend to say that I think I thrive 
when I'm in some sort of emotional distress, (laughs) I can't write if I'm peaceful. Like, it just don't work. So sometimes I just be having to put myself through or just argue for no reason. Just because Mm -hmm. I need something to write. Like, I need some chaos, which is probably really bad. But I need chaos to write a nice song. So, <laughs> so every every artist need that thing. Every musical artist needs that thing, or probably every artist in general needs that thing to just get them creatively motivated yeah. to create and if, if, if emotionally distressed. This <laughs> so be it. We can't we can't stop you. I love it. So if you have to be emotionally distressed, be emotionally distressed all you want. <laughs> but um, but no, but like. Really though, going through 2020, you did create a lot. And hearing you go say you're we're going through writer's block, what kind of got you over that hump? If you even got over that hump? So I'm still kind of give, getting over it now. Um, and I would have to say it's changing my mindset from feeling like I have to write something like, go, you need to create something. You need to get up and you need to write something down. Um, and kind of shifting into the mindset of right when you're inspired. Uh-huh. So I don't ever want anything that I write to be forced. I will not put out anything. I, it won't even progress if it's forced. Like it won't get, it won't even get recorded. So I, that's how I know that I have to be inspired by something or even if it's by myself, yeah. sit down and create a song. Like I will not force it. I will not do it. Like, and inspiration can literally come from, um literally I kid you not I watched you and Mikhail's podcast and I was like hmm, I want to write something and I literally got up and I literally think that that's when I started on time go by time goes by no lie I like to you not I like to you not so sometimes it just it just comes and I'm like I have to run with it because if I don't I don't know when, when it'll go away because I know I also have you know issues issues with being motivated Especially with online school, like that's just the issue in so general. True. So when I, I'm inspired, I have to take advantage of it, full advantage of it. So yeah, ladies and gentlemen, all I heard, and this this wasn't then this wasn't even the point of her whole message. She was saying some real stuff. So I hope y'all was paying attention. But all I heard was that I, me and Mikhail inspired times ago by y'all are welcome, right? And I was just about to get into that because that's my new favorite song right now. Oh, thank you. This is my new favorite song right now. I listened to it. Like, again, I'm a big fan. So I, I listened to it when it first came out and I was like, okay. I, I see something in common with this and with this and every other song she put out that she is amazing at beat choices. You are amazing at picking so beats. Like, tell me your mindset. Like, okay, I have this. The Are you like real like, okay, the beat have to has this. If it doesn't have this, then. So usually like when I'm looking for a beat, um, just trying to catch a nice vibe. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm also looking for something that's because there's certain songs that I do like. Mm-hmm. Um like I like song um I like beats that are have a heavy bass line that's really like nice and catchy and like groovy type. Mm-hmm. Um so I'm 
I'm also trying to see if I click with the music because the beat could be great, very much nice. Yeah. But if I'm not clicking with it, if I can't come up with the melody off the top of my dome with the song, if I'm forcing it, like I said, mm-hmm. then I'm going to move on. Nice beat, not for me. Type yeah. <laughs> so that's kind of how I kind of how I do that. But like I said, I, I love hearing when you or any artist progress in their art form right and you are doing something that i haven't heard any artist at your age do and it's how fast you are progressing you are and i don't even know i don't know if you know this or not you probably do but you and your music are progressing at a ridiculously fast rate and it's like every time you put out something it it gets better and we hear you evolve 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 and i'm and i'm excited to hear Thank you. you in the future and where you go with your with your music and, and honestly like that's so great to hear somebody say because i think in general a lot of artists kind of get in their heads and it's very challenging for me to be this age and doing this because I'm always thinking like, girl, you should be ahead right now. Like mm-hmm. I feel very, st- I hate feeling stagnant. That's one of the things about me. Yeah. I do not like feeling stagnant. And so hearing that is very, it's kind of like validating, you know, yeah. that I'm kind of heading in the right direction. And I kind of have to remind myself like, girl, you're 17. Yes. And you know, you can chill out a little bit. You have a lot more years. You have a yeah. lot more time. And it's a lot of people who don't even peak until their 30s and but have been in the music for ages. Yes. So I that's very nice to hear. Thank you. Yes. Why why but why 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 do you need validation though? Like why do you need because like that's a good question. You're so <laughs> like you're so dope. Like I would think. And I tell like all my friends this and like all my actor friends, singer friends, like when I feel like once you get to a certain level of dopeness, when everybody's telling you how good you are at something, I feel like you should be like, you know what? I might be, I might really be good at this thing. Yeah. Sometimes it's like that, but you just also have to take in the fact that I'm we're all still human so you know that those human feelings are still there that self-doubt you know the the little voices in the back of your head telling you "Mm, maybe this isn't it maybe you should you know switch over here you need a safety plan plan b etc so I really think that's what it is I would say I I usually look for validation in a sense where I'm going in the right direction versus validation in my music Gotcha. If that makes sense. Because yeah. um, I used to want validation in my music when I was um, putting out a poem about a, about a butterfly. Mm-hmm. But after 17, I kind of got into the habit of putting out stuff that I like. Yeah. And it's just like, if you enjoy it, then you enjoy it. But yeah. I like it, so <laughs> I don't really care. Message! But I want to make sure that I'm progressing mm-hmm. either way. So, yeah. And that's an that's an important lesson to learn. I feel like if you like it and you really feel passionate about the song, album, anything that you do, right? Um, I feel like that we will catch on to that and we will hear that passion and hear all of it and we'll be like, wow, that's and I, that's probably why I like Seventeen so much because you were so free and you were so passionate and you were so just musically 
advanced that I was like, wow, she goes to my school, guys. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> oh, man. And I hate to like go to such a negative thing, right? Because we were having such a good conversation. Actually, no, no, before I actually get to that, dang, I'm messing up. Before I actually get to that, I actually want to talk to you, right? Because you, you do talk uh, in, in your songs and about meditation a lot. Yeah. And I want to know, like, where do, do you meditate yourself? Do you? Yes, I do. And I usually do um, sleep meditations just because I, my attention span is crap. Oh, me too. Um, so it's usually better for me to do it at night to calm my mind from everything that was happening during the day. And then I can just fall asleep yeah. versus feeling like, okay, I got to sit here. And then I'm thinking about, dang, this is a long 10 minutes. Oh, it hasn't been 10 minutes yet type thing. <laughs> so I definitely prefer sleep meditation. I used to do day meditation um, junior year. Mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't technically day meditation because I got home at like seven o'clock. So mm-hmm. night meditation, whatever. I was up. Like I wasn't trying to go to sleep. Mm-hmm. And usually I would incorporate my crystals with that type of thing. But that's also the type of healing that I needed at that point in time. So mm-hmm. I just... I try to cater to my needs in the moment. Like if I feel like I need that Mm -hmm. or that's something that I've been wanting, my spirit has been craving, then I will listen and I will do so. So. Tell the people the importance of meditation, please. (sighs) Tell the people the importance. Meditation is so important because we have so, we, there's so much information that we take in on a daily basis especially with social media so it's so important to have those we never truly have moments to ourselves when you think about it we're always searching for a way to be entertained whether it's books um youtube netflix tv um your phone like most of these people are addicted to their phone like Mm -hmm. a lot of people can't just sit and be just look out the window or just observe you know what I mean so it's very important to take those moments for yourself to just kind of sit and listen in like let the thoughts pass acknowledge them let it pass and just keep with that um cycle and it's great for grounding yourself and um a lot of times during the day our energy becomes very ungrounded because like I said we're we're taking in so much information it's like sensory overload 24 7 Mm. so Sometimes you got to let your senses rest and be more cognizant of them and what's going on. That's why you see breathing techniques, because it forces you to focus on one thing at a time versus getting everything at once. Yeah. So, yeah. Message. How often do you meditate? I try to do it every night. Mm -hmm. That doesn't always happen. Because you're busy. (laughs) But I try to do it every night. I do. Okay. That's dope. And like I said before, now we're, we have to sadly get into the negative. Um, oh, no. And I ask, I ask every uh, Duke student who uh, comes on the podcast this question. Um, Charlie, do you or do you not go to Duke Ellington School of the Arts? LOL. <laughs> I don't know anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I could tell you. Um, yeah. 
Well, this well, this might actually be a great answer, ladies and gentlemen, to this question. So, I want to know your honest opinion on Duke Ellington School of the Arts. Now, wow. this is, this okay. is my first time having a conversation. I've seen you around. I've always been scared to talk to you. Um, I'm very approachable. <laughs> I'm very approachable. I promise. Well, we, well, we know that now. <laughs> but um, but I go to Duke, and so if I feel like you're copping, I'm gonna call you out on it. But yeah, <laughs> just go ahead. Okay, so let's start with the positive because the negative is just gonna outweigh the positive. So let's just start. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. Um, Duke was a necessary experience for me. Mm-hmm. Definitely helps you with your time management. Um, whatever art discipline you chose, you're most definitely gonna be more advanced than the people applying to the colleges that you wanna apply to, for sure. Definitely prepares you for that and definitely prepares you for, to be a working artist, I will say that. Um, So there are a lot of things that I can take away from Duke. Like my music knowledge is, has definitely expanded and I'm very much grateful for that. I'm trying to think if there's really anything else. I <laughs> um, there's coach. I love coach. You have those specific teachers who you just really bond with. That was coach for me. Love that man. Um, yeah, I think I'm out of stuff. So we just going to get to the negative. Um, I'm just trying to think of a very nice way to say this. Um, at least the vocal department, that's what I'm going to speak on because that's mm-hmm. the department that I'm in. Mm-hmm. When we, even before we switched over to um, virtual, it was like, I understand you want to have high expectations for your students, mm-hmm. but it was just like all of our time was theirs. You get no free time. What? Who? Who is free time? <laughs> I don't know her. I did not know her. I did not who, know who that was. Especially being in show choir, all of my time, all of my energy literally went to Duke. And it was just kind of like, how dare you have something going on outside of Duke? This is your life. You want to get a job? Why? For what? Why would you want to make money? You got a job. Get, right. You're like, it was, it's just this crazy. I, I just didn't like that. They felt like we owed them so much of ourselves. Yeah. And it's like, granted, yeah, you're getting these experiences out of it, but it's like, I'm also, I also want to be a teenager. Like, please, uh-huh. please let me leave when school ends. Like, why do I need to stay until seven every night? And then why do I need to give you my weekends as well? Yes. Okay. Second thing we can switch into virtual now mm-hmm. um or not let's go back because okay. we need to talk about admin all right we do need to talk about admin and how sometimes it's like duke is separate from arts mm-hmm. and it's like they go by this separate set of rules and you go to admin you like they're not supposed to be doing this and they know they're not supposed to be doing this so why are they doing this and yeah. it's like oh well sorry we don't have any say in that they can do what they want yeah how are you running a school like that like how are the, how is there a different set of rules for everybody like it just you can't operate 
like that. And they always try to say, oh, we're moving, we're operating in dignity. I like, oh, no, you do not. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, okay, so now let's move to virtual. Mm-hmm. Um, virtual has been a struggle. Yeah. Especially senior year, junior year, and junior year, I was fine because it was just like, it's the end. Like, I'm not really too pressed. I was I had to make sure my grades were good, but they also had, you know, they had the certain things in line where you couldn't, you basically couldn't fail. No matter what you did, it was no way you could have failed. Um, so it was a little easier. But the second quarter of senior year really just dragged me. I feel like it dragged all of us for a real, but it really did drag me. And a lot of it was because there again, back to expectations, it's just like, we're literally going through a pandemic mm-hmm. and you want to assign me five things a week. What is wrong with you? Yes. What is wrong with you? You're not even going to grade it on time, but you want me to turn it in on time. And Ooh. then you me How does that make sense? You are preaching to the class. It doesn't make any sense. Yes. It doesn't. And then with vocal, they... <sighs> <laughs> let's talk about now what they're doing right now okay. I, don't know, I don't know if I can I'm gonna just try to be real like so basically we're doing Apple workshop okay right? which is usually for the seniors mm-hmm. um where we we are assigned different opera scenes different areas and the seniors get to basically show off it's mm-hmm. for seniors yeah so this year, like, a lot of the girls don't even have parts, number one. Number two, some of the girls that should be getting showcased are not getting showcased. And it's just like, what are y'all doing? Y'all have all this talent sitting here, and you're not doing anything with it. Y'all putting the, y'all giving the girls cool parts. Why, I, why is she singing in the chorus? Sis has a voice. What are you doing? Like, it doesn't make any sense. And then they want to bring in a special guest. I can't give the deeds to that because I don't even think it's not like out yet. They bring in a special guest, a special opera singer for opera workshop. Mm -hmm. So you're taking away a part that could be given to a student for optics essentially because you want to be able to market this or whatever and yeah. get paid to see this special performance instead of catering to your students who have been working hard for four years so they could perform in this production like it doesn't make any sense and then they want on top of that they love to do this thing where everybody got to learn everything and you have to do the work for everything you have to submit all the videos and all the practice recordings etc but we're only going to choose like 10 people to actually be a part of the production. <laughs> why are you wasting my time? Wasting my time? And then why do you want me to continue to give you effort when I don't even know if I'm going to be a part of this? Mm-hmm. So it's just a lot of, a lot of special things going on in the vocal department, but I'm a singer. So, <laughs> it's not so I'm checked out. <laughs> I'm about to graduate, <laughs> so you can see me in class once a week. <laughs> that's all you get. So that's where I am. I just wish it could be better for the underclassmen. Like I really, mm-hmm. I, I just really, and I feel like every senior class that we've had, 
or our upperclassmen, like they've always fought for it to be better for the underclassmen. And so junior year, that's why I was doing so much fighting. Like I was so combative, like I was saying, because I knew if they got away with it with our class, then they was going to try to pull one over on the next class. So I was the type, I'm going to rally all the vocal girls. We're going to make a petition. And then I'm going to sit with the head of the department and tell her, this ain't it. This is you should. Yeah, because it's like, don't worry. I didn't sign up for this. They don't just say you signed up for this. I didn't sign up for this. No, we did it. We did not sign up for this. At all. So that's my that's my spiel on Duke. Oh, that was that was a good one. I like that one. You lo- you went off. I never seen this. I do. It's just it be bottled up. Yeah, that's amazing. I love that. Well, sadly, all good things must come to an end. This podcast is about to come to it and sadly i love talking to you but before we put the nail in the coffin i want to know you're dead or alive now for all the new people watching hello welcome to the Spot podcast my name is eric curry i hope you uh stay and if you don't stay well goodbye and um dead or alive for all the people watching is basically a segment where i ask the artist who is on the show um, who would they like to work with, dead or alive? They can pick one artist. They can pick 100 artists. Please don't pick 100 artists because I still got to edit this podcast. <laughs> um, but yeah, this is this is all you. Go ahead. Do your thing. Alive. Ari Lennox, hands down. Ari Lennox, You remind me of Ari Lennox so much. Yeah, it's just going to happen. Just wait on it, but it will yeah. happen. You remind me of Ari Lennox so much. Yeah, I have to work with her. When that happens. Um, and then SZA. So Ireland is in SZA. Just because SZA, her mind, like, she's such an amazing songwriter. Like, I get so much inspiration from her because, yeah, I'm not going to do too much because you said you got to edit. So I'm not going to do too much. <laughs> SZA and Ireland are my two. Okay. That, that's it? No dead? Yeah. That's all I can think of. Like, I'm not trying to, you said, don't do too much. No, that was a joke. No, oh, that was okay. a joke. Um, <laughs> I want to work with Jacob Collier. Oh, that's, you're like the third person that said that. Yeah, he's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I think, okay, I'm a, I'm a cap right there. Those are my three. Those are your three? Are you sure? I'm positive. I'm positive. Mm-hmm. Well, Charlie, thank you so much for coming on the podcast, blessing us with your with your presence, with your excellence, with your mind. You're, you're great. Um... Before we wrap this whole thing up, is there anything you like to push, promote, your music, your Instagram, anything? You can follow me on Instagram mm-hmm. at Charlie Donnie and follow my Twitter because I need Twitter followers. It's getting kind of sad. <laughs> also, I just put out a single Time Goes By out now on all platforms. So make sure you stream it because the girls do not make enough streaming money. Mm. So please stream. Yes. You can put it on, you can turn the volume all the way down. Just let it play through. Mm-hmm. Repeat. Yes. Yes. That is all. <laughs> no, but y'all will really love her music. Y'all should don't turn the volume all the way down. Actually listen, because <laughs> her music, her music is actually amazing. But um, thank you, Charlie, so much for coming on. Um, I love you. The people obviously love you because they've been telling me to have you on, and I this was an amazing episode. And Thank you all for tuning in to another episode of the Arts Block Podcast. I'm your host, 
Eric Curry the Third. You can follow me on Instagram at Eric Curry the Third. You can follow the podcast at the Arts Block Podcast, and we are also now on Twitter. We're now on Twitter. Also, you can follow us at Arts Block Podcast. Um, if you're listening on YouTube, make sure you like, comment, subscribe. Uh, turn on post notifications so you can be notified every time we post. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, give me a five-star and a review. If you're listening anywhere else, shout out to you. Remember that artists never die. And yeah, I'll see y'all next week, ladies and gentlemen. Peace.